Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. We have a special segment today. We are talking with Gina Sear. Gina guides her clients to experience and learn from past lives, the space between lives, their higher self, angels, and spirit guides so that they can make the most of this life. Gina is the host of the podcast, Past Lives of the Divine, leader of her membership group, Kinship, and creator of the Hypnotic Arts Training. So hi, Gina. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing so good. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yes, thanks for coming on. Um, we, we've had you in the past uh, for longtime listeners, um, but it's cool to have you back to kind of um, answer some questions that um, our listeners still have. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to do it. Looking forward to it. So I've often found when it comes to past lives, we see them um, really kind of um, hyper romanticized in like movies and television and kind of in like the ley lands. Um, but often I feel like past lives are, uh, you know, much more work than that or um, sometimes even much more burdensome than that. So can you kind of speak on your experience with that? Yeah, for sure. Um, just your word burdensome uh, kind of brings up some thoughts in me. And it's this idea that, yeah, oftentimes when we come to a past life regression or a space where we want to intentionally experience past lives, a lot of us, you know, some people come for purely entertainment, which is totally valid. Some of us come because we're uncomfortable, like we're trying to heal. We're trying to discover something that'll help us like give us a new perspective, you know, maybe some catharsis, release some things. And so um, just to know that with that, it can, it's kind of classic shadow work where it's maybe some things that you're a little hesitant for whatever reason to dive in. But when we do, we can see new perspectives, we can release things, you know, kind of reprogram beliefs if we're dealing with hypnosis in that realm, which I very much do. And to be able to go in and experience that isn't always like glamorous. Um, I've done hundreds of past life regressions. I've led probably hundreds of hours of groups in past life regressions. And it's actually pretty rare for someone to have this like, oh, I was, you know, Cleopatra, or I was, you know, insert someone else from the past who's really well known. And even though that can be entertaining and that's kind of like a fun story, I find with my clients the most healing past lives are often like these sweet, simple lives that are just, you know, no one in particular, and they're just living a slow, sweet life connected to the people around them, connected to the nature around them. So yeah, it can for sure get kind of blown up, especially when people are talking about being like someone well known in the past. But it is, it is classic shadow work where a lot of times we're uncomfortable and we're searching for some relief in that discomfort. Um, and with that can, depending on your discomfort, people might have fears of going into a past life. You know, um, it really just kind of depends, but it is, I believe for everybody um, and it's divinely guided. I lead my sessions in a way where I truly believe that 
my spirit guides and the client's spirit guides are coming to this space um, and they are helping us craft an experience for whatever that client needs at that time. And for me, it's absolutely rare that um, someone is like seeing a past life where they were well known or um, or famous or anything like that. It's funny because I used to really struggle with one of my past lives, like, you know, like, um, like my most recent one. And it was one of those things where I would just be living my life and then just struck with like this like emotional kind of baggage uh, from it. And I never really knew what to do with it. And just kind of over time, it's it eventually stopped. Like I stopped having those feelings and stopped um, really feeling kind of the weight of it. And uh, I cannot tell you what changed. Maybe I, you know, just like living your life and growing as a person, like uh, you release some of that. But uh, it can really um, have kind of a grip, I feel like, on your current life. So, like, have you seen that before where, like, past lives really affect current lives? Absolutely. That's something that's usually highlighted. Um, and because I'm doing past life regression, we come in with a specific intention to see a past life that will help the client in a specific way. And it might be, like, help the client embrace confidence, help the client you know, release something. Um, but a lot of times what's really interesting too, for me, a question I always ask when a client goes into uh, the death scene, when their soul leaves that body, that's a time when we can really pick up some beliefs, some thought patterns that we carry into other lives. And it might be like, this whole place is fucked up, or I don't know if I can swear, but this whole place is you know, messed up, or you can't trust anyone, or no matter how hard I try, I always mess things up. And so these are things that we can definitely carry. And what I really like about a hypnosis session, and or at least the way I conduct past life regression with hypnosis, is I really try to find those beliefs and see if they're held in the body, see if it's something that the client still carries with them. And then just to dig down and figure out more about why and what else we can do, like, especially when that soul leaves the body, when we leave the body and we're watching from kind of that soul knowing outside of that earthly realm, it's easy for us to see like, oh yeah, that belief doesn't really make sense. I, I can see why I'm, why I'm still holding it, but now I can see that it's really easy to let go of. Um, I once experienced a past life where I wanted to experience this past life to understand my intuition and like experience a life where I was just using it. I wasn't questioning it. It was just supernatural. And that past life ended with me ending my own life because I realized the work I was doing was actually hurting people, not helping people. And in that death scene, I really came out of it with this idea of like, no matter how hard I try, I always mess up. And the cool thing with hypnosis is you can put in hypnotic suggestions to change that belief to a more um, positive, more beneficial belief in this life. And sometimes just having that unconscious thought pattern or belief be brought to the conscious mind, like that alone oftentimes is just enough for us to be like, oh yeah, that doesn't make sense. I don't need to hold that anymore. So yeah, in a hypnosis session, we can definitely experience those uncomfortable 
reactions and emotions, thought patterns, beliefs. But that's what I think my work is, is to not only have them experience the past life scenes, but help them to integrate it and heal it and release what is no longer theirs to carry. So before we get into our listener questions, I think it would be really helpful if we kind of um, touch on the way past lives work. I, I feel like there's so many questions around that. Like just a few examples is, um, is it possible to be living like, so some things I've seen come up or questions I've seen people ask in terms of just like, how does this work is, um, you know, are there gaps between lives? Uh, can you be living two past lives at once? Cause time, I don't know. Um, but kind of like, like the basics of like how it works, I think would be really helpful to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a few theories as to what we're doing when we're actually experiencing a past life, whether it happens spontaneously or intentionally, like with a hypnosis session, a past life regression. And my personal belief is that time on a soul level, on a time over time level, doesn't really exist. We experience it the way we experience it, time moving, time passing, the future, the past, all of that stuff, because we're on a planet that rotates around the sun. We experience days and nights. We're humans who want to like track progress and that sort of thing. So I personally don't believe that it is a past life. I kind of think of it as like other lives. So I'll just say that. But some people do believe like this, you know, before I was here in the 1920s, I was this person. And the gaps, so, uh, so I'll go in from there. So um, it really just kind of, there's so many theories as to what we're actually accessing. My belief is that in the subconscious mind, is stored everything that's ever happened to us and that's the subconscious mind so if you believe in past lives or other lives or other timelines then that would include experiences from those times so life's the life between lives past lives other lives however you want to say it and so using hypnosis we're able to calm and quiet the conscious mind you're still totally aware you're still totally in control and then we are just able to access trust and observe the memories that are coming through from the subconscious mind. So that's my description of how I'm actually accessing it. But other people, you know, we can access the subconscious mind anytime we want. But I use hypnosis um, because it seems to work for everybody. And it's a really strong, intentional, focused way to go about it. See, I actually really like the theory that it's like all times are existing at one time because I feel like it really helps uh, with a few different areas like lives and then um, spirit, ghosty stuff, things like that. It just, I like the idea that we're just layered on top of each other. <laughs> you know? I, I'm the same way. And I don't know why, but to me, that just feels very comforting. And I think it's why we can like heal something or understand something in a quote past life and have it affect our life today. And I think it's kind of like undoing that in a parallel way, like across timelines, as opposed to like through the past, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, same. Like, I don't know why that theory has always made sense to me. It just has. And it just, and, and again, it really makes sense across a few different realms, not just like the past life one. So that's always one I've really liked. 
Yeah, yeah. So let's dig into our listener questions. Lilith asks, well, Lilith says that she's had really good success uh, with like past life stuff, but only when it's led with somebody and she has tried to do it on her own, but really can't seem to manage it without like a, without like a, you know, human conduit. So her question is, is there any reason she's unable to do like past life regression or meditation um, alone uh, versus with somebody else? Yeah. So I really believe that, well, from what I've experienced personally, from what the repeat clients and my membership um, members is this idea that the more we do it, the easier it gets. And that's a human thing. It's called neuroplasticity. The more we do something, the easier it gets. It's our brain and our body's way to strengthen already established nerve pathways in our brain and our body or create new nerve pathways for ways of thinking, being, moving, all of that stuff. And so the same is true with going to get information from the subconscious mind. The more we try, the easier it gets. And that doesn't necessarily mean that every single time you do it, you're going to get more and go farther, get more information, get more details, get more healing. But over the course of time, the more you do it, the farther you'll go, the easier it'll feel. So right away with that, when someone's like, oh, I feel like I just can't get there with without someone leading it, that is incredibly normal. Um, when we, the key with hypnosis, the key with accessing these memories is feeling totally safe and totally relaxed. And some of us, that's just easier to do when we know someone is like holding space for us, guiding the journey, helping it be more customized. Um, so that to me is totally normal. And I would say if, if that is something that you have access to Lilith, where you can just meet with that facilitator, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a group and that works for you, like go with it. But if it's like time is a thing or money is a thing or availability is a thing and you want to practice it on your own, it would just simply be practicing on your own and really doing it for the practice, not necessarily judging whether you're getting enough or not. Um, so my, my podcast, I have so many um, free hypnotic journeys, whether it's like directive hypnosis or non-directive where you're like going into a past life, having those kinds of experiences. And so it's about just like getting light about it, getting curious about it and just doing that practice. And you will be able to access more and more information in the future. And just again, totally normal. And um, it's easier for us a lot of times when someone we know and trust and we can feel totally relaxed around it's always easier when they can guide the journey and that doesn't mean um you have to always do it that way you can always you can try to get there on your own you can get more information on your own by practicing it and it really is just that it's like just the practice of it yeah i feel like for a lot of these type of things to work you have to really like let go and sometimes that's just easier to do when someone else is driving you know yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to along that letting go line, Tanya, of like, letting go of this idea that like, your experience is just fine, if you can only get there with a facilitator right now, like the only, you know, one of the constants in life is change. So to know that, like, it probably won't be that way next year, and to never like feel bad about where you are on this journey or in your ability level. So that also answers Kim's question. So Deb asks, 
I am curious if a child having night terrors, if it is possibly them remembering a past life. Yes. Yeah. So I've heard of this before and just full transparency. I don't really do any work with children. I don't even have my own children. Um, but what I know about hypnosis and kids or past life stuff in kids is that kids are so much more open to this, like where an adult who's say 30, 40, 25 years old, whatever, might need hypnosis to have these experiences. Kids are just open. And just like humans, some kids are way more open to other kids. So night terrors, I've definitely heard of kids waking up and talking about what their night terrors were about. And it's like, we could assume it was a past life or another life that they're experiencing. But um, my suggestion for that, if someone was thinking it was past life related, the way we use hypnosis with kids is simple conversation. So we're not necessarily like putting them into trance, but you know, maybe when the when your child, if they had night terrors, maybe like the next day at lunch or, you know, in a sunny afternoon, you could be like, hey, what was that about? I just want you to know, like, you're totally safe here. And if you want to talk about it with me, we can talk about it. And if the if the kid or the child seems like they're open to it and they're not being traumatized by it, um, just to have them talk about it, what they experienced and just to hold space with them and be like, wow, that would be scary wow, what do you think of now? You're a kid now and and you don't drive, so you can't get in a car accident, whatever it was. But what we can do, sometimes a technique in hypnosis is to get people bored, which is just unemotional about a situation. And so if your child seems open to it, if it doesn't seem like it's harming them in any way and ask them, like, do you want to talk about this? Like, make sure you have their consent it can help kind of ease their fears. And that's the same, you know, as an adult, if you wake up from a nightmare, you start talking about it with someone, you know, in the later on that day, and it's like, oh, it didn't seem that scary. So if we can talk about it with them, um, if they seem open to it and not incredibly scared or triggered by it, that might be a way to kind of soothe that and just talk, talk them through it and kind of get them to see like, oh, this is a boring story. Yeah, that isn't my life. But um, yeah, night terrors for sure. I've heard people say it, it does seem like past life stuff. Um, Rachel asks, if you've had multiple previous lives, is there any reasoning as to one would come through in a session versus another? And I love this question. Ah, so do I. Because it really gets to the heart of like how I do a session. Like I said before, I believe all of my sessions are divinely guided. Um, my spirit guides and the client spirit guides are co-creating an experience for that client. And so for me, because that's the framework, because those are the boundaries and the way I work in a session, the client is getting the past life experience that they need today. So it might be sometimes a client comes and they ask, like, I, you know, I just want to experience a past life that's going to help me today, you know, a, a past life I meant to see today. And that is totally valid, totally open. And then they'll get something that they're meant to see today. And sometimes a client is like, you know what? I really need to understand, you know, my reaction to this person, or I really need to understand why I'm so fearful in these situations or why I feel so stuck. So sometimes we set that specific intention and that's why that life will come in. And regardless of whether it's a broad intention or a narrow intention, I believe that we're getting the information that we need today for our highest and greatest good. 
So Shay says, I've been cautioned about delving into my past lives, but I still feel drawn to them. What is the safest way to go about learning about them and how to take forward the lessons, but not the trauma? Yes. I, I love this question because um, the past lives and many other things in life were cautioned against, like, don't do that. That's going to be scary. And I think what's really important is for us to feel a longing inside of us and follow that longing in a way that like benefits our life, hopefully. And um, so what I'll say about that is the subconscious mind, I believe that's what we're working with when we're experiencing past lives, when we're using hypnosis. And the subconscious mind, one of the big roles is to keep us safe. So that old idea of you put your hand on a hot burner, your hand is off that hot burner before your conscious mind can go, hey, this is hot. Let's take our hand off. And the idea is that is from the subconscious mind. It's just like automatic. So the subconscious mind, which is what we're working with in hypnosis, is designed to keep us safe. So um, to know that as long as you as the client feels safe listening to an audio journey at home alone or going to a session with a facilitator who you trust and feel safe with, those are the most important pieces for how far you're going to go, how deep you're going to go, the amount of healing you're going to get. Because if you don't feel safe, your subconscious mind is going to go, no, we're not, we're not going far into this. Um, so I have had blatant experiences. Um, this one that always comes to mind, I had a client who was going through past life scenes. I could tell she was incredibly visual. She was so detailed in the way she was describing these scenes. And in her death scene, it was a scene where she was actually surrounded by a crowd and beaten to death, which is very traumatic, very scary. But what her subconscious mind did, and I will say before I describe this, as a facilitator, I am trained and I train hypnotists to understand when this is happening and to remind the client, you're safe. This is only a memory. You can always pull out and watch it like a movie on a movie screen. We can go somewhere else and completely avoid this. It's really important that the client leads and the client says they're ready for this and they want to do it. So in this session where the client was incredibly visual, she gets to her death scene and it's completely black. And in that case, I am trained to say, that's great that it's black. We're going to go with feelings and knowings right now. And what she came out of that with was her subconscious mind wouldn't let her relive it, but she was able to gain enough information just from her intuition to say, oh, I'm in a crowd and I'm being beaten to death. And so understanding that on kind of a higher level is much, it can be healing, can still inform can still help you release things without going through that trauma again. Anytime we experience a traumatic past life, I also, in our integration after the past life scenes, I always ask, like, is this client still carrying this? And if yes, then we do energetic release to release those patterns, to release that memory out of the body, however it is that they're dealing with that. Can I share um, one of the death scenes that I've had? Hell yeah. Okay. So this was the first time I ever, this is actually my first ever guided meditation ever. So I was like, I gave myself wholly to the process, you know, and <laughs> it was a guided meditation and it was on past lives. And, um, it, like how the meditation was set up was that like, they guide you in, you know, guide you into picking up details and then they guide you out. Right. 
And the guiding out process was like, okay, now we are leaving, you know? And I got to my final life. And this is the one that like has caused me the most, uh, like not problems, but the biggest emotional baggage. And when the, you know, I'm experiencing my life, you know, like the life and, you know, I'm, I'm at the end and it's like, okay, now we're leaving. And I cannot express the level of like, like I did not want to leave. I felt like I had to be dragged like dragged away, like tooth and nail dragged away. And then it was kind of this big realization of like, oh, like I didn't want to die. You know, I like she didn't want to die. She wanted to stay like with, you know, the people in her life. And um, and it makes so much sense. And I think that's maybe why it's the past life that uh, I have so many feelings around and so much stuff around is because she wasn't, she was not ready at all. She did not want to go. And I, and I felt, I felt it to my core. Um, and what's interesting, and we're going to get to this question from um, one of our listeners. It's, it's our last question, but Uh, Like, I was not a notable person. I was not, like, a famous person. However, um, I knew someone who was notable. Maybe not anymore. Like, maybe, like, 50 years ago was notable. Um, But I knew someone who was notable. And... So sometimes if you read book about like a book about that person's life, the person I was will sometimes get side mentioned. And when I did that, when I did that meditation, I remember having these feelings of like, oh, she really wanted X, Y, and Z. She really wanted X, Y, and Z. But apparently there was no proof of that, like historically that she wanted X, Y, and Z. And then um, recently, maybe 10 years ago, like someone discovered that no, that was something she, like she had been struggling with, and that was something she really wanted, and it really validated like my experience that the fact I knew something the world didn't know, and then the world later found out, um, yeah. was really cool. But that like I will never forget that that not like I struggled to leave that meditation because she didn't want to, um. uh, I would just never forget that. Like, I'm so happy I've like healed from all that. Like it's now like, it does not cause me any grief anymore, but for years it caused me grief like that life. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you if it still affects you today. Um, Because not that this, if it doesn't affect you, that means you've called it back, you've integrated it. But I always wonder if a part of us because I've had a a similar past life where it was like, it was time to move through the light and move away from that past life. And I just could not, like I couldn't, it was literally like a record skipping. Like I turned to go and then I'd come back. And I do work also with entity releasement and remote entity removal, like out of buildings and stuff like that. And I was a woman who didn't want to leave my kids, which if there's a woman earthbound, usually she just didn't want to leave her kids. And in that space, if we were working one-on-one, I would have made sure that you, that part of your soul went through that light. Now you don't need me to do that. Like that will happen naturally, especially if you're someone who continues to think about it. But if you feel like that's you, like Tanya, if you feel like you were still carrying that around, or for anyone listening, if they're like, oh my gosh, I still am experiencing that, 
to imagine yourself in that space, not wanting to leave and then turning and moving through the white light. And that's a way that we can do essentially a soul retrieval. Like if a fragment of our soul is kind of stuck somewhere, that can be an indicator if they didn't want to leave that life. Um, and we can work with that in a hypnosis session, or you can just slowly work it out on your own, or it doesn't have to be slow to work it out on your own. Everybody's journey is different and everybody's journey has a reason. But that is an interesting thing. And I'm so glad you got through that and, and you feel like you released it or integrated it or whatever it felt like to you. Yeah, just over time, it just eventually, like, it just very slowly over time, it's, you know, became uh, not a thing anymore, which uh, is great. Um, but I really gave, uh, it's funny, I actually uh, bought something off Etsy. It was like a vintage thing that um, was from like a company that she would have had like something from. So I like bought something I felt that was like connected to her. And I don't wow. know, it just like, it brought a lot of peace, you know? And um, I get it was hard because I was not a notable person. I Like I just happened to have known notable people. Um, so it took a lot of, re like it took years of research for me to like feel like I was like healing that in some way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I did a, you know, an at-home past life journey and I'm feeling like there's leftovers from it. Um, episode 144 on my podcast, Past Lives in the Divine, is a hypnotic journey for you to come with a question or something that you're searching for. And it brings you into a hypnotic trance. You can bring that question to the front of your mind and then observe what answers come to you, whether it's from your higher self, your spirit guides. And then episode 78 is called Release the Block. <clears throat> and it's similar, but it's more if you feel like, like Tanya, say you had that experience or if a listener had an experience where they feel like they're just kind of still carrying that around. Um, you can take that feeling, take that idea, take whatever it is that you feel like you're carrying. And on episode 78, it's just a hypnotic journey to help you release that block. So that's something, because um, I hear that a lot of people doing things on their own or people you know, having an experience with a facilitator helping them and they didn't get that integration or kind of that release or that healing piece. So I'll just call out those two podcast episodes if anyone else feels that way and wants to kind of work on it on their own. Um, Lisa asks, and I love this question. Lisa says, people to whom you feel drawn to, like you've known them all your life, but you've only just met, could they be a part of your past life story? Totally, totally. And we can feel that, right? It's like the look in someone's eyes or even like the shape of their ears or like just the essence of them and who they are. Like we can pick that up and it's just like this deep knowing, this deep resonance. 100% trust that. And know that that doesn't mean that you have to fix the relationship in this life. That doesn't mean you two have to be together in this life. It just simply means you experienced other lives together. And you can dive deeper and see like what that means between the two of you and how that informs your relationship. But it never means any, it, just to inform that relationship today. It never means like now you have to stick out this marriage with this person because you had a past life with them. 
it never means anything like that um, or put up with abuse because you have to figure out how to get strong through it. It really is that. It's like beautiful. It's wonderful. And it can be very informative. And when it's a good connection, it can feel so good. And when it's a bad connection, we're just like, I don't know what it is about that person, but I am not here for it. So it is cool. And we can have those understandings without even knowing like the details of that past life. So I definitely had that happen where uh, I was working, I was at work and we had a new, um, you know, like coworker and it was his first day and he walks through the door and I look at him and I'm like, that is my best friend and I'm going to make him my best friend. And sure enough, we became like best friends immediately and our, and you know, like our relationship moved very quickly and very intensely as friends. And, um, yeah, to this day, it's been like eight, it's been like six years, six or seven years now. Um, and like to this day, I am like, you are my soulmate. And he is like, you are my soulmate. Like we just know, but like, of course now we live across the country from each other and, um, you know, it's sucks, but, uh, yeah, I had that knowing I saw him and I'm like, I'm going to make you my best friend. Yeah. I, yeah. 12 years ago, this man, a mutual friend walked into the bar and I was like, Whoa, I, this guy is like something to me. And we ended up dating for a long time. We were married for six years and now we're divorced. We live half a mile from each other and we're still best friends. Like, and I have spontaneously seen him in past lives of mine. I've never gone to look for him, but he'll just be kind of on the sidelines or part of the community in a past life. And his essence is always the same. And actually in our last past life together, what I think was our last, he was holding me as I was, we were both men. I was old, he was young. I was having a heart attack. And he was holding me and my last thoughts were, I just want to be more like this man. And I, I had those thoughts about Alex, my ex-husband slash best friend, um, so many times before I ever realized that. And it was like seeing these past lives was just like, wow, the vibe between us has been the same for hundreds of years, which is so cool to see. It really is wild. And I think until you experience it, like it really is instantaneous. It's like you just see them and you recognize them like just like just completely immediately. It is it is wild. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so our last question is from listener Allie. Allie says, and this is so where she's gonna say this, and this is why I always preface, I'm like, I was not notable. I just knew notable people, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Um Allie says, whenever people talk about past lives, it seems like they reference being someone important. What about regular people? I'm pretty sure I know I was a recluse in a past life, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Great question. Yeah. 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 And I was a, I've been a witch living on the corner of society, like on the edge of the woods for, I mean, I can't even tell you. I think I've experienced like 40 or more of my past lives. And 100%, I have worked with hundreds, maybe even like thousands of people if I put in the group work I've done. And I have gotten one person who said they were someone famous in a past life. 
Uh, and that was not like this, this person has done many past life regressions. So even for this person, they were like kind of surprised by it. Most people don't see that, uh, or at least not my clients. And I think it maybe is because no one ever goes in with the intention of seeing that. And most people see these really beautiful, simple lives that really resonate on a level where they can make their life today even more rich, even more connected. And it's just like almost like this training in like, here's what a good life feels like. And now go live it in this life. So I think that is, I think those are oftentimes the most healing ones. So those are all the questions we have for you. Is there anything you wanted to, um, you know, share with us before you leave? Uh, just saying that, like, trust yourself, trust your knowing. If you feel like there's things in your past lives that you want to explore, uh, hook up with a facilitator or a hypnotist that you trust and you like, or like read books about it, listen to stories about it. Because even if it's not your quote past life and you're just, just listening to a story, um, from someone else's experience, that can be so healing. Uh, so just to know, like explore if you're drawn to past lives, but not totally ready to experience your own or do a session like that. There's so much exploring you can do in the meantime to learn more, to still heal without, you know, going past your threshold of comfort. And just to know that like when you're ready to experience it yourself, you will feel ready and you will take those steps. But in the meantime, just get curious about it. And just follow that interest if it is something that you have. Awesome. Thank you so much. And can you just uh, remind our listeners the name of your podcast? Yes. I am Gina Sear and my podcast is Past Lives and the Divine. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming back. It was really lovely. It, it, like, it's been a long time since we've had you. And um, it's really cool to kind of like reintroduce you to everyone um, and answer, you know, like some of our questions. So thank you so much. Oh, oh my gosh, Tanya, anytime. I love the way you run these interviews. It's a pleasure just like leading up to it and executing the interview. So anytime you want, I'm here. Thank you. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>